Hello and welcome to the strangest gig I've ever played. Tales from the studio and the stage. Podcast where we hear the true tales about all the strange, weird, wild, wacky, and or amazing gigs we have to take in order to make it as freelance and gigging musicians. I'm your host, Chris J. Norwood. On the podcast with us today is one Nick Seeley. So y'all stick around. All right, welcome to episode number three of the Strangest Gig Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Chris J. Norwood. And a couple things before we get started. First off, just want to thank those of y'all who have listened to the first couple episodes. And I assume you've been enjoying them, otherwise you wouldn't be back. And if that is the case, there is something that you could do for me that would be a huge help. And that is to just tell a friend. Help me get the word out. Go to the Strangest Gig Podcast on Instagram and like us there. And as the great Joe Pug says in his podcast, The Working Songwriter, doing those things, helping get the word out, liking us on Instagram, sharing the posts, will be much more beneficial for me than it will be a pain in the ass for you. The next thing is, is I have another single that just came out. It's called I Need You to Quit Breaking My Heart. It's the second single off my new album, I Am Not Cool, which will be out August 20th on State Fair Records. I'm Not Cool features my lovely wife, Carrie. There's a duet between the two of us. There'll be some music videos coming out for that as well, so I hope you'll check those out. And as always, you can go to chrisjnorwood.com for more information. With us on the podcast today is Nick Seeley. Nick and I met while working at Breed Music as composers for commercial TV and film there. Nick has always been a phenomenal songwriter and one of the best vocal producers I've ever had the good pleasure of getting to work with. A couple years ago, Nick moved out to LA with his family and has been living and working out there. He is a songwriter, hip hop producer, sample maker, And he still does a little ad composing as well. This conversation was a lot of fun for me. And I think it will be for you too, especially if you've ever been curious or intrigued about how the top 40 hip hop game works. It is very different than a lot of other genres of music and the way they do it. And this conversation will give you just a little peek inside the process of how it works. So let's get started. Nick, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I really appreciate you uh, talking with me and coming on. Uh, you are my second interview. Hey, so, man. Um, I'm Well, uh, thanks for having me. And I've never done anything like this before. So it's a big honor for me. And uh, I'm glad to be part of it right at the beginning. So um, tell me about your current gig, what, like, what you're doing now to uh, make it as, as a freelance musician, producer, however you want to call it. Well, um, so I've got, I've got kind of a, a blend of a, of a few different things. Now I, I haven't really played live in, uh, years and years. It's really not part of my, of my business model for myself personally. Um, and it, uh, it honestly fills me with a, a lot of anxiety, uh, being on stage and honestly being even on a, podcasts like this. So I'm, I'm, I'm working through that 
right now. But um, well, you're doing great, and I I apologize for making you so anxious. No, it's okay. That's really <laughs> something I should probably work out with my therapist at some point. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. But uh, it, it, anyway, so I'm more of a behind the scenes person, and and uh, so I'm I'm a I, when people ask me what I do, I say I'm a producer, a, a composer, and a songwriter. Um, I work on records. I work on uh, ads, and I'm I'm kind of in a unique niche, um, especially in in the world of rap records, um, where I make I make samples, and this has been something that I I I kind of fell into, but it's one of my main gigs that I do now. Um, I've become somewhat known for it in in the industry. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I make samples for rap producers to turn into, into beats that get wrapped on. And, uh, uh, and so when they, like, when they come to you to make samples and we've talked about this and and I've known this for a while, but you're, you're doing like recreations of, of samples, right? Yes. So that's, I mean, that's one, that's one of the lanes. So I'd say that if, if I was going to categorize the, the three ways that I do samples, one is, um, yeah, I do. First of all, I do exact replays of samples. So uh, they'll bring to me a sample. For example, when I, I, I worked on Cardi B, I like it. And I, I contributed production to that. And I remade uh, one of the samples that you hear in the song. And I just I made an exact sonic recreation of it. So it's not a new composition, but the recording is new. And the reason why they would do that is because basically, I mean, it saves the record company a lot of equity and money when uh, on the business side, when they're selling the song, when they're collecting royalties on it. Right. If, if they use a classic sample, um, first of all, to just just compositionally, if they're just sampling the composition alone, a lot of the a lot of the publishing, maybe a majority stake of the publishing, is already going to go to that writer and and that publisher. Um, and then if they're using the recording, then they're going to lose a lot of stake on the master recording itself that that will right. also go to the original master holder. And if they so they're always trying to find ways to cut somebody out of that process and right. uh, so they can keep more for themselves. So it really is just at the end of the day, a business maneuver on their part. Um, but their their need for this uh, service has been the source of a lot of business for me and um i they you know i think that they identified early on when i was making original samples that uh i was because of my background in music for advertising i had a lot of experience in making things sound very close to to other recordings and and <laughs> but know, not too close not but not too close in this case though it did, right. it did actually need to be as identical as possible as which as possible, that was yeah. kind of a new thing for me i've never actually right. just gone for it but it was something that i realized like okay actually i've uh, you know the skills translate pretty easily um so so that that's one that's one area that i get a lot of business and and that's great so in those cases I'm not considered a composer, but I will get often uh, just full producer credit because I am providing a lot of the uh, the sonics for the record. Um, sometimes I'm, I'm doing, you know, I think there's three main parts to to a rap record. It's the vocals, the drums, and then what, um, 
the rest of the music and and mm-hmm. i i kind of fall into the the rest of the music category um okay. on, on those records and so i'll share producer credit um with whoever else is on it um yeah i don't get any songwriter credit for doing that um and so that's that's one lane of the sample uh of my of my sample niche then the next side of that is when i fully replace samples so for example they'll come to me and s- some 19 year old uh rap producer uh will he'll he sampled something from uh a nintendo game like an snes game and the 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 label won't isn't going to even try to attempt to clear that because just as a matter of policy especially with nintendo they they just don't license their ip ever Uh, it's been attempted in the past and they've gotten cease and desist letters they've had to completely like uh, uh pull an album off the shelves because they um they couldn't get the clearance. They assumed that they would get the clearance and it never came. So anyway, so that's where the sample replacement thing comes in. They'll come to me and they'll say, we can't clear this sample or um, we don't even want to try to clear it or uh, just, uh, you know, it's too expensive, any number of roadblocks. And so I, at that point, I come in and I just write something that has a similar vibe. I work very closely with the musicologist to make sure that uh, there's no infringement. They take that really, really seriously. So, so that's that's another lane, uh, an aspect to what I do. And then the third one is I just I just make original samples and loops, and um, I have a lot of relationships with rap producers and just producers from all over the music industry. And um, I just we just collaborate back and forth, and my my original samples uh end up on on all sorts of records and uh you know it it's it's funny like i didn't really know that this was a lane when i first started doing it and um i didn't know that i always considered myself like a pop songwriter and that that's what i really wanted to do and i just kind of fell into this and um every time i tried to do something else uh it, uh, I kept coming back to this. The, the, the calls kept coming in yeah. for this sort of thing. Um, all, you know, my original samples kept getting placed. All of the songs that I was trying to write and place with pop artists were kind of getting dismissed and ignored. And, uh, I realized I wasn't really having a lot of fun in the collaborative sessions, uh, yeah. where, where those sorts of songs were getting made. I, I realized that, um, I actually do prefer to kind of just work by myself and work remotely. Right. And, um, you know, it kind of took, uh, it took four years of living or five years now of living in LA to realize that about myself. I was really trying to live that LA songwriting lifestyle those first uh, two or three years. So tell me, tell me now about the uh, strangest gig you've ever worked on. Um, gig being a broad term in this sense. So obviously. uh I generally try and avoid strange. Uh <laughs> but uh I've I've had a couple of odd ones. Um the strangest live gig I've ever done was a, a emergency uh sub- substitute keys player for an Elvis impersonator's Christmas show. Unbelievable. Um, and uh it was a three and a half hour long production oh my goodness 
way, way too long. Um, <laughs> and that was that was just a, 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 a bizarre energy overall. I said yes yeah. at the very last minute. Um, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> It, Does it, Elvis it, even have three and a half hours worth of material? I'm, I'm assuming I mean, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, there, there was a narrative to it too. So oh, it wasn't like, it was kind of like a musical. It was a bit of like a one man play sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so he's up there telling jokes and yeah. And just like, yeah. you know, hamming it up and like, you know, being, being in the persona and um, you know, I mean, it was a packed house, little old yeah. ladies just loving it. They were loving of course. it. Um, but uh I, the whole time I'm just like, what am I, this is not for me. What is, what did I <laughs> sign up for? Um, but, um, uh, anyway, so, it, but, uh, it, as far it, more in line with the, with the sort of work that I do normally, uh, well, um, I, this one is just, this one was just ridiculous. Like, so the label calls me up and this guy, I think I mentioned this earlier, like he had, he had, no, uh, um, this was a different, a video game one. So this one, he had sampled uh, a song from um, a theme from a, a PlayStation game, a PlayStation role-playing game. And uh, it, w- it was probably not really widely known unless you're like a, a, a fan of gaming. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it was just the same sort of thing. They weren't even going to attempt to clear it. Um, they, they didn't want to go through it. They just wanted to replace it. And it was kind of like a... Um, a fantasy orchestral sort of thing. And, um, so I, I took a look at it. I wrote, I wrote a few versions and I turned them in and they selected like version four or something. Um, you know, they cleared it with the musicologist. We were good to go. And they, and they, you know, they write back and they ask me, okay, well, can you, you know, can you put it to the, um, to the drums so we can hear what it sounds like with the drums. And as is often the case, I'm just like, Hey, well, you guys never gave me those elements. I just, all I've got is the full mix over here. So, um, you know, I, I can't really sync it to, to that. Um, you guys will have to do that on your end. So a week goes by and they call me back and they're like, well, that producer lost the session. <laughs> and so, and I'm like, okay, well, what is, this? I mean, so what, what, what does this mean? And they're like, well, we we're wondering if you could just like, same way you replace the sample. Could you just like do an exact, uh, replacement of the drums as well. Oh man. And this, this guy that did the drums, I'm not going to name him by name, but like, he's a, he's a pretty famous producer, uh, just in these last, so he wasn't years. like some, he wasn't some like young kid just getting started. Or anything. No, he's, a, he is a young guy. Um, right, but, but, it's not as, but, okay. but, uh, he, he's had some, uh, he's had multiple chart toppers between now and, uh, 2018. <laughs> and he's, he's definitely one of the most, uh, well-known, new names in the business. Yeah. And um and I'm just sitting here and I'm I'm kind of like it would take like it would take him like 5 minutes to redo this uh but for whatever reason they're just like not troubling him with it or yeah. um or maybe he attempted it and they couldn't get there uh like <laughs> they just couldn't make it sound the same. So you know, okay. So now I've I've got I'm, I've replaced the sample. So now I just redo his drums. And but to redo his drums, I went and I bought his drum kit that that is online <laughs> that he offers to people. And I just <laughs> and I found his sounds in there. Yeah. And I just rebuilt it using his own sounds. And 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 again, I'm just like sitting here like this is just like it's so silly to me like that I'm 
I'm doing like the, he has all these sounds, but it, you know, whatever. And they're like, paying you, they're paying you extra for they're this. They're paying me for, more for this. They're paying yeah. me more for this. So like, I'm just like, oh, well, that's not, that's not what we originally discussed. So obviously, you know, everything's got to go up and they're fine with that. And so I replaced the beat. Um, first pass. They're like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. This is <laughs> great job. And, and so I, I hand it back to them and they're like, okay, now we're, you know, we're, we're in the, with the artist next week and, you know, we'll let you know, and we're, we're going to need you to like integrate it and, and, um, uh, you know, send it back over. So I wait and then they call back a week later and they say, man, he's just not cutting it. He can't, he can't get the same vibe as the demo. So like, we really love that demo. Is there any way you can extract the vocals out of the demo? Uh, and just just use that and i'm like okay you're talking about like an like basically like an you know forensic level audio restoration yeah technique here in order to isolate the vocals from the rest of it and you know i know you can do that with some software like that's just not something that i do normally so i had to like go find a a, like a karaoke website just like that (laughs) like that, that, that will separate the elements so that you can just like sing over, you know, your favorite pop songs. You can like right. separate the vocals from it. And, um, like, you know, paid like two ninety nine $2 and 99 cents to, 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 to do it on this demo just so I could separate the vocal from it. Yeah. And I tried a few sites because they were all pretty raggedy in, in, in the way that they did it. There was a lot of artifacts and it didn't really sound that great. And, uh, but at the end of the day, I just had to roll with the best one. And, uh, so I, I, I took that over my replayed beat over my replayed sample. I turned it into the label and, uh, and yeah, and they released it and, and, <laughs> and that was final and the song did really well. And that's crazy. Um, yeah. And it was just, it, it was just, I'm and I wasn't even sure, like, you know how they were going to like that they still gave the other producer producer credit um you know but now i was on there too and yeah anyway it was just um it's just funny like i I realized like okay that's that's kind of one of my my selling points out here is like i'm i'm willing to let the buck stop with me right uh, on on all this stuff and the artists and superstar producers and and a lot of these writers like it's as easy as just telling these labels no i don't want to do that and then they have and then they have to go and clean up your mess for you yeah and so i'm like that is one of the ways i kind of put myself out there is like hey if you got a problem i will solve it for you and i won't make my problem your problem i will solve yeah, your you're problem. the cleaner <laughs> yeah and so you know that's that's uh that's um you know, I just basically ended up doing every role on that, on that record. Um, That's funny. and, and, uh, uh, it, it just, just, again, it's just funny to me, like, you know, the, the producer failed, he, he lost the session and then <laughs> pro- he failed again. He couldn't recreate the beat. Um, and then, you know, the, uh, they, they couldn't clear the sample, the label failed. Uh, and then the, um, the artist failed. He couldn't recut it again and get it up to the label standards. And so, you know, I had to solve that problem for them. Yeah. Uh, all by myself. Mm-hmm. 
So that uh, that was that's one of them. And then the that's other crazy. one, which I'm which I'm sure that you're aware of, because this goes back to our um, our breed days together, um, was how, you know how I figured out that I was a co-writer on Rick and Morty's Get Swifty, um, which uh, uh, are are you familiar with the show at all, Chris? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So. Uh, if if you're a fan of the show, I mean, you're well aware of the Get Swifty episode. It's been, you know, it's it's generated tons of memes, uh, and the 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 plot of that particular episode, and you know, all of the plots of all Rick and Morty episodes are all so ridiculous. But uh, with this one, uh, an an alien race comes to uh, planet Earth, and they basically start to destroy the entire planet earthquakes tornadoes everyone's freaking out they think it's the apocalypse but it turns out that uh that they are just preparing the planet to be on their intergalactic game show where you have to send a representative of your planet to uh be on basically like a you know you know the galaxy's got talent and they've got a they've got to perform the greatest song ever yeah. And that, and then their planet will be spared and the rest of the planets get destroyed if they lose. <laughs> and, um, so, you know, they're on planet earth and, you know, the governments of the world are, are, you know, in a meeting trying to figure out, you know, how they're going to save the planet earth yeah. and Rick and Morty show up and, you know, they don't have anything prepared. They're just totally winging it. They go out there and they, and, um, you know, they hit, they hit the, like the demo button on a Casio keyboard and then they just start rapping to it. Yeah. And um, uh, anyway, so before you know, before I go into the rest of the of the plot, there, the um, uh, so basically, I'm looking at my BMI statement in 2017, and uh, I'm I'm scanning it as I as one does, and yeah. just trying to see where I'm making money in my music, and I see that uh, Rick and Morty on on um, you know uh, Comedy Central or whatever it was on yeah. Adult Swim. Uh, that it that some music got used in it and the first thing i thought was just like oh well you know we worked on all this production music back in the day right and something you know because i we all of all of our music gets used in on in cable uh news on yeah it could be sports anything, yeah uh just background music um right reality shows um dancing with the stars whatever like the 700 and, club yeah and then i but then it but then it uh right and then it, but then i saw that the episode was get swifty and i'm like man i know that episode really well because i'm a huge fan of the show and i don't yeah. even remember what that was you know was what was i some background music and then i go and i listen and i watch the whole episode and when he hits play on that keyboard on that casio keyboard and the beat kicks in i realize holy shit that that's it that's the that's the track <laughs> that that's the that's the library music and yeah and, you know our coworker jason zaffrey and i worked on that together and we both ended up being writers on it and they that's just crazy. they just took the instrumental and they wrote their ridiculous song over it you know uh, get swifty take a, sh- <laughs> t- take a shit on the floor yeah <laughs> i mean it's just like it makes it's just like just ridiculous just like the whole show is um so they went me in here and um they went to some production library that you had written for and just bought that bought an instrumental but yeah some intern over at you know adult swim was hey go find some music so he's looking through some right and and i and i think that they were looking just and and the criteria was 
get something that sounds really shitty like it like it was like you just hit the demo button on <laughs> on on a Casio keyboard at Best Buy you know right. like that's what they wanted it to sound like and unfortunately that was exactly the nature of the the that production library that we'd made right it was it was like techno pop or something really generic <laughs> like that and um and and so uh uh i uh i uh yeah so i'm just like look i i'm scanning through that episode and i realized like wow like this is we are the get swifty song this is like <laughs> this is and it like it just like and it slowly just occurred to me like this is going to make me a legend in my yeah. like among my peers like all <laughs> all my producer buddies are huge Rick and Morty fans and right. uh you know this is like the, um this is probably the coolest credit I've ever had in my life um <laughs> really like compared to anything else you know I like I said you know worked with on huge records I've I've got uh, you know Kanye record future um cardi b yeah uh gucci main nas thanks to you i mean i got i got so many credits in this business um and i was like this was the one i was just like this is the biggest moment that's you the know? one and that's and <laughs> and it was just you know it's just some really terrible little song that they you know they just uh they repurposed for you know uh, for this episode because it was so terrible it was like right. the perfect fit for it <laughs> But then the saddest thing was they went out, they went on to release an, a proper um, Rick and Morty like album that that was a like a uh, a compilation of all the songs that uh, all the original songs from their show. Yeah. And I went and I checked it out and they freaking they they replaced the entire beat with something new. And I had to just Aww. laugh. I had to laugh at the irony of that because yeah. because it's like literally what I do. I, I re- <laughs> I replace I replace the stuff that they can't clear, and that was a piece of production music from a Universal Music Library. Right. So, for whatever reason, I they probably, you know, it was maybe more complicated or uh, cost prohibitive to release the song, uh, it, you know, as a commercial uh, piece of music rather than right. like you know in a in a in a TV queue. Uh, I don't know what the reason was, but all I know is they completely replaced the beat, and it, and it was like, <laughs> and and it it was not the same vibe at all. Yeah. Uh. And um. But it, you know. It, it, but also, I you know, I just had to laugh because you know this is what this is what that I do. I'm I'm out there replacing stuff that they can't clear, and it happened to me now. And uh, life's cruel. Yeah. Joke. <laughs> life. Life. Yeah. Life takes some 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 cruel turns sometimes, but. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's okay. A little taste of my own medicine there. There you go. Tell me about your, um, what I will say your, your dream gig or session is or, or placement. Um, well, I'd love to get on a Kendrick or chance the, the rapper cut. Uh, I love both of them. And, um, that would just kind of bring everything full circle for me. I'd really feel like, yeah. um, I, uh, I, I checked off a bucket list goal. Right. Um, you know, the, I, I got, I got on a Kanye cut and that was, that was pretty epic. Yeah. Um, it's not really my, was that a sample replacement? No, that was, that was one of my originals. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, cool. And, um, and that was back in like 2015, it was on a future and Kanye track called I won. And, um, 
uh, that was Metro Boomin uh, took one of my samples just that I've been passing around with my publisher and he flipped it and they both, you know, wrote uh, love songs to their, to their wives at the time. Neither yeah. of them are with their wives anymore. Uh, I saw but, that. Yeah. Yeah. Kanye, Kanye and Kim getting, yeah. getting divorced and uh, futures uh, uh, marriage to Sierra didn't, didn't uh, last too much longer. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so that was, that was a bucket list goal checked off, but um, uh, definitely chance the rapper, definitely Kendrick. That's great, man. Nick, thank you so much for, uh, for talking with me. This was a lot of fun for me. Hey man, uh, thanks for letting me talk through it too. It's it's fun to kind of take stock of uh, this weird uh, lane I'm in sometimes, and and just what it's what the ride has been like, and it's it's been great. And thanks for it's been uh, fun to watch. It's been fun to watch on my end. So I'm thanks, man. I appreciate you. Happy for you. Awesome, man. Well, uh, thanks so much for your time, Chris, and uh, uh, hope you got some decent stuff out of this for me. I did. I certainly did. This is this will be fantastic. All right. Thank you to Nick Seeley. If you'd like to check out more of what Nick's got going on, please go to popnick.com. It's P-O-P-N-I-C-K.com. You can hear some of Nick's samples that he's been working on, and you can even download them to use them in your own creations. Hope you'll join us next time, where our guest will be Jeff Pacetto, singer on the theme songs to some of your favorite childhood cartoons. So until then, if you happen to find yourself in your own strange scenario, always remember, a gig's a gig, right?